1: On this program, we are featuring Katrina Valenti, Tallulah Bankhead, Fiverr McGee and Molly, and comedian Joe Frisco. On July 4th, 1968, the American Forces Network in Europe celebrated its 25th anniversary. It was my pleasure to appear on that special 25th anniversary salute. And now, here's Army Specialist Jonathan Green on that memorable evening.
0: Many of our listeners hear programs on AFN that end with a line something similar to, This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Well, in case you didn't know, anything that ends like that means that that was produced in Hollywood by the folks at what we call AFRTS, Armed Forces Radio and TV Service. We have a man with us tonight who has come all the way from Hollywood just to be with us on AFN's 25th anniversary. He started with AFN doing a show from Hollywood which went uh, exclusively on AFN, called The Golden Days of Radio, recalling some of the great moments in radio's history, the old drama shows and music shows and such. And it caught fire so much here with the European audience that it was syndicated. And uh, it is now circulated worldwide through the facilities of the armed forces, radio and television service. And uh, I think that this man can not only tell you a little bit about AFRTS, but some of the people that you hear from Hollywood. So let's welcome the master of ceremonies for those golden days of radio, from Hollywood, Mr. Frank Brizzi.
1: Thank you very much. I bring you greetings from Hollywood and from some of the stars that are on the Armed Forces Radio Service. I bring you a greeting from Ira Cook, one of the big stars. He couldn't be here in person, but he sent his thought for the day. His thought for today is the richest man in the world is the man with the most money. I also bring you greetings from Johnny Grant, whose message is, send more girls. <laughs> and uh, also from Dean Martin. <laughs> <laughs> I also have a message uh, from Chris Noel. She sent a telegram. It says, please cancel my subscription to the Overseas Weekly. You're all readers, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'd also send you greetings from the President of the United States, but he beat me to it. (laughs) I came over here for the 25th anniversary uh, to do some sightseeing, play some golf, and record three shows. I've had such a great time, I wish I could stay for a second day. But... um, (laughs) Now I flew over here all the way from Los Angeles And it was, it was a pretty tough flight We were on instruments for hours Going through rain, snow, sleet, fog, and hail I'll never forget that bus ride To the Los Angeles airport <laughs> uh, Thank you, Mother huh? Oh, th- that was the pilot we finally, we finally got to the airport And the plane wasn't quite ready to take off So I went in the, up in the sky room And had a few drinks I flew blind all the way. <laughs> That's kaput. <laughs> finally, I got in the plane. I'd been in the plane about 10 minutes. I looked out of the window. I said, my gosh, we're up so high. Those people look like ants. One fellow turned to me, and says, those are ants. We haven't taken off yet. <laughs> and for a while coming over the Atlantic, we flew in an altitude that didn't bother me, but we had to go up higher because the salt water was ruining the tires. <laughs> and strangely enough, I was sitting on the plane And the, uh, the stewardess came up to me She said, in case of an accident The pilot is the last one to leave the plane I said, that's fine But why are you telling me? She says, there he is, down there <laughs> It was a heck of a flight Anyway, we landed in Frankfurt And you should have heard the screams When I got off the plane I unfastened the wrong belt <laughs> <laughs> That's sneaky, too And a lot of people, I think a lot of people, listen to the golden days of radio here in Germany because today, whenever I'd walk down the street, there were crowds following me, screaming and yelling and cheering. Does anybody know what Schweinhunt means? (laughs) You know, if I had traveled 8,000 miles from Hollywood, California uh, to uh, Frankfurt just to do sightseeing, it would have been worth it. But tonight, it's a double thrill for me because... I'm here to introduce one of the greatest stars of this continent or any continent, Miss Katerina Valenti, right here.
0: But I'm glad, nonetheless, oh, what a night this is going to be. There's a dash, there's a dare in the air everywhere. Oh, what a night this is going to be. Tonight's the night that's filled with excitement. Tonight is the night meant for me. For tonight you were here. Who knows what might have been?
2: You, babe, You walked in The lights went on All over my face You lit up the place And you've been gone much too long now So tell me, babe, what's new? You're glad to see me too Hey, my world is spinning Now I know I'm winning you stay home now, don't ever round now and I'll say, babe, it's so good to see you. So tell me babe what's new and how's the scene with? See you, boy.
1: One of the very popular programs on radio was Alan Funt's candid microphone. Years later, he switched to television for the same hilarious results. The sequences I particularly enjoy are the ones with the kids. You know, there's nothing that separates one generation from another as much as a different sense of humor. Here are some of the jokes that youngsters are telling each other these days.
3: What's black and blue and goes ding-dong?
4: I don't know. What's black and blue and goes ding-dong?
3: A beat-up Avon lady. (laughs) do you have any holes in your underwear no how do you get your feet in (laughs) the milkman came and he asked the lady how many gallons of milk she wanted she wanted and um and she said 80 and the milkman said um do you really want 80 and she said yes my doctor told me to take a bath in them and (laughs) and um so and um he said you want to test your eyes and he said she said no only up to my chin
1: Radio featured many comedians and comedy programs, and and even some of the horror programs featured a bit of humor. Yes, even horror can have humor. Listen to this Arch Obler excerpt entitled, A Day at the Dentist.
5: Uh, Any more patients, nurse?
6: Yes, one just came in. He hasn't an appointment, but he says it's an emergency.
5: Oh, Do I know him? What's his name?
6: His name is Fred Hausman.
5: Hausman? Fred? Are you sure?
6: Yes. Do you know him?
5: No. Oh, no. Uh, Show him in. And, Miss Case, you can go home now.
6: But, Doctor, it isn't time. I
5: said you could go home now.
6: Yes, Doctor. The doctor will see you now.
5: Oh, thank you. Come in, sir. Come in. I'll see you in the morning, nurse. And when you go out, lock the outer door. Mr. Houseman will be my last patient.
2: Yes, Doctor.
5: I said, come in, sir. Come in. Oh. Thank you, Doctor, for seeing me without an appointment. It's my pleasure. Oh, uh, will you get in the chair? Thank you. You know, I used to come here to Dr. Charles. I didn't know you'd taken over. Mm -hmm. Are you all comfortable? Yes, indeed. Now, what seems to be the trouble? Well, I have a toothache. (laughs) Oh, yes, we can fix that in a hurry. Nothing serious? Say, are you sure it's painless, Doctor? funny me saying that but here i used to play football and wrestle but there's one thing i sure can't stand is a little pain you know drilling and things like that oh no no pain well the straps (laughs) why are you strapping me in don't be alarmed in order to keep this painless there must be absolutely no movement oh there you are snug as a bug in a rug That's a curious thing to call you, isn't it? You're no bug. You're the lover type, aren't you? Why? When I first heard your name, I wasn't sure. But when you came through the door, I... What the hell is this? Mary Elson. Mary? What do you mean? Surely you haven't forgotten Mary, lover boy. What you did to her was very special, wasn't it? Worth remembering. Worth talking about. Worth slobbering over. Who the hell are you? Her husband.
2: Let me out of here.
5: (laughs) You won't break those straps. They've been waiting just for you. That's why I bought out Dr. Charles' practice. Because I knew that sooner or later you'd come back to him. The painless dentist. (laughs) Now you're here. Now you're here.
2: The drill? What are you going to do?
5: Nothing important. Just going to drill a little hole to let out some of Loverboy.
2: Oh, no. No, What are you going to do? What? <coughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, please. Please. No. 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 Oh, no. No. no, no. <coughs> yes,
5: lover boy.
1: The Big Show on NBC Radio featured the most renowned personalities and performers in show business, and the famous Broadway stage actress Tallulah Bankhead was the mistress of ceremonies. I'll never forget the Sunday evening of March 9, 1952, when Miss Bankhead saluted the popular radio team of Fibber McGee and Molly on their 20th anniversary with NBC.
3: Well, darling, we have planned a little surprise for you all this week. Out in Hollywood on March 11th, They're celebrating Wistful Vista Day. This is to honor two of radio's most beloved people, Marion and Jim Jordan. This is their 20th anniversary on NBC. We have asked Fibber McGee and Molly, as they are so lovingly known to all of us, to join the big show for a few minutes. So we skip across the country to Hollywood and bid them welcome. Hello, darlings. Say something wistfully, Vista, won't you, sweetie? Did you hear that, McGee? Did you hear, Miss Bankhead? She called her sweetie.
4: Well, you can't blame the kid for getting carried away on a sentimental occasion like this, Molly. No. Our anniversary. 20 years on NBC, and they haven't found out what's the matter yet. (laughs) Just thinking.
3: You think of it. It gives me a headache. Okay, Mommy. I hope Uncle Dennis is listening to us right now, McGee. He was living with us, you know, when we started on NBC.
4: Yeah, boy, I used to get so tired of him sitting around the house while I'd done all the work.
3: Now, that isn't true, dearie. Uh, Uncle Dennis tried to help, but he wasn't very strong. You remember the night the mosquitoes were so bad and he worked so hard swatting them?
4: Some hard work. He killed four mosquitoes in the front hall and then went straight up to his bedroom and killed a (laughs) fifth.
3: Ah, 20 years ago. That was the year we first met the little girl who lives down the street from us now, McGee. The one who always giggles and says, Hi, mister. (laughs) Hi, Miss McGee Well,
4: hello there, Teeny. I'm glad to see you Hello,
3: sis. dear We were just talking about you I
4: got a question for you, Teenie As long as we've known you You haven't aged a bit How old are you, anyhow?
3: <laughs> Six years old, I bet
4: you Boy, you were that old The first time we met you Are you one of these leap year babies? February 29th Where your birthday only comes around Every four years?
3: Mm, I got a better deal than that even, mister Oh? My birthday is February 30th It doesn't come around at all <laughs>
4: <laughs> Well, I was only guessing, of course as the guy said when the shark swallowed his girlfriend, Dorothy, it's only a dot in the shark. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, gosh, don't you get it, kids? Shot in the dark, dot in the shark. It
3: ain't funny, McGee.
4: Uh, come to think of it, it wasn't funny when I said it 20 years ago, either. So well, take it away, Tallulah. I tried.
3: Congratulations, Marion and Jim Jordan, from all of us here. And may your hall closet continue to pile up with all those wonderfully hilarious things for another 20 years and another 20 years.
1: On the same show that Sunday evening in 1952, the popular storyteller and stuttering nightclub comedian Joe Frisco appeared. Here again is Tallulah Bankhead to introduce him.
3: And now, let us go to another old-timer who for the past 20 years has been out of work. As a matter of fact, he's made a very nice living out of being out of
6: work, haven't you, Joe Frisco? Uh, Thank you, Andy Devine. (laughs) Uh, You were were looking at a man, ladies and gentlemen, that's been in show business for 45 years and I never played Harvey in my whole life. (laughs) I played horses and dogs I lost every day. Closing day here, I had a very good day. A man, give me a ride home. (laughs) I get the best handicap of Mr. Joe Massey and Danny Cronin and still lose. I just got back from California. That's God's country. Out there, he can have it. (laughs) There's 1,500,000 people out there and if you're not in the movies, you're out of work. A song brought me out there, a song called California, Here I Come. That song inspired me and brought me out there. Had to wait eight years to get a song to bring me back east. They finally wrote one called Get Out of Town Before It's Too Late. <laughs> I had a good time out there, though. I didn't play into the movies. I worked in all the cafes. They don't pay a large salary, but it's a wonderful uh, climate. You don't need an overcoat. Stars like Raft and Oakey and Cary Grant, they buy camel hair coats for $200 and carry them in their arm. They don't even wear them. My overcoat ran third in a p- 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 parlay about four <laughs> times. <laughs> The more than I hocked, the coat the, the, the wind blew up. It's the home of unusual weather. That's the only place you can fall asleep under a rose and bush in full bloom and freeze to death. <laughs> I met a native son out there. He was bragging about the climate. He says, we don't have any snow out here. We may have a little rain. There's a pretty remark. They may have a little rain is right. I knew a man who worked for MGM. He uh, b- 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 built a little something a train coming in. Uh, and he built a little wooden home out in San Fernando Valley. It rained there about four years ago. He's down in uh, New Orleans now with the same house. <laughs> I, uh, I played on a program out there with uh, b- 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 Bing Crosby and he asked me if I was there through the courtesy of the, the racetrack. I says, no, Bing, I'm here through the courtesy of my uh, accreditors. He says, I thought you was a good horse player. I says, I was till I uh, started to play your horses. He says, what happened? What happened? I lost my wife, home, family and everything. He says, well, your trouble's over now, Joe. I've sold my stable. I says, your trouble's over, but I got the habit now. <laughs> but I'm going to a doctor that cures you from the horses. He says, I never heard of it. I ought to go to him, too. He says, where's his office at? And I says, about a mile and an eight from here. <laughs> he said he says, you couldn't make it a mile in the 316th, could you? And I said, the doctor's an old man. I don't think he can go that far. <laughs> he says, uh, does the doctor take you off the horse's cold? I said, no, he allows you to play a horse a day. And he, you mean he puts you on a diet like, yes, of a horse a day. And uh, he says, did you have any uh, t- uh, uh, trouble w- w- with him t- t- taking you as a patient? I said he didn't want to take me. He asked me how long I played him. I lied to him i played him 30 years i heard him say to the girl in the other office i uh, i got a, 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 a mental case out here he says how did you know he was talking about you i says i was the only one in the room it wasn't an entry <laughs>
2: uh,
6: uh, but i i went out to the track one day they're doing a big hundred thousand dollar handicap I couldn't see nothing. There was 60,000 people yelling and hollering. The guy in front of me was stepping on my feet. I look he had a Panama hat on. I looked at him, who do you think it was? The doctor with my money. <laughs>
1: Wraps up another edition of the Golden Days of Radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you back next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.